Last call, drunk fuckers. Go home. Get your shit get out. Welcome to Three Drink Minimum Last Call. It is the podcast that makes you sound drunk just by saying the name correctly. I'm Uncle Don sitting across from me, his nephew Eric, and today we're going to give the platform to Eric to get some things off his chest. Hello. How's it going? Um, when you say, how's yeah. it going, you're talking to me or to the audience? Uh, the audience, I'm assuming they're going to say, good, thank you. All eight people. Yeah, all eight people. Um... So this episode of Last Call, this is a little bit different, or a lot of bit different than what we normally do, um, but I want to talk about mental health. I think it's something that needs to be talked about more. Um, it's something that needs to be taken more seriously. Um, they're so... I, I don't understand how we understand and can grasp PTD, or PTD, PTSD with veterans, but we can't grasp bipolar, um, anxiety, depression, BPD, all these others. When a lot of times the anxiety, the depression, that stuff is trauma related the same, the same way PTSD is trauma related. It's that's, and, and PTSD doesn't have to exclusive exclusively be for, you know, former military or current military. It can be from anything. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Okay. You, I know PTSD. Yes. You used a couple of other acronyms in there. So could you elaborate on what those acronyms stand for? Because I don't know. BPD, Borderline Personality Disorder, PTSD, Post Traumatic Stress Disorder. Um, but they're all extremely serious. We take, we take cancer serious. Why don't we take this serious? I mean, I know cancer's killing people, but we got this. This kills people too. Whether I mean, yes, yeah, it's their selves usually. But that doesn't make it any different. It's, it's not a choice. It's like, that's, that's something that bugs me so much is there is when people are like, oh, well, just don't think that way. Well, yeah, it's, hey, just don't have lung cancer. You know, um, it's, it's not that easy. It's not, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I don't really know how to put it, but it's not like people seem to think that you can just overpower it and a lot of that comes to I've heard this before you need God in your life you need to pray on it or the way I'm going to help is with pray um that's fine and I really appreciate that and I'm sure uh, other people do but that's not helping that's not going to help anybody it's not going to make it go away it's not going to make it different I strongly encourage people to educate themselves on a spe- on whatever specific thing it is that their person that's close to them is dealing with. And I'm not saying you got to go get, you know, your PhD in psychology, but at least, you know, do a little bit of Googling because we see it too often with people who are suicidal. When somebody's suicidal, the reaction is anger. The reaction is, oh, just don't think that way. You'll get over it. The reaction is, um, you know, those are the reactions. It's it's like that. But when somebody actually does commit suicide, it's the complete opposite reaction. It's, oh, I wish there was something I could have done. Oh, I wish I would have been there. I wish I would have known. When the signs were right in front of you and you just made it worse by taking a different route. Then again, the there's also route. the people who, even when they see the signs, they feel helpless. They don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Well... So they, they know that yeah. somebody's going through something, but they don't know what to do themselves. Most, a lot of the time, 
the anger comes out of fear. But that's when you got to realize that that's not. That's well, I'm, not I'm just saying, like, better. I some people would feel helpless because they wouldn't know how to help the person who is going through issues. So, so, so they my, would feel helpless and wouldn't know what to do. My advice is in that case, like, how? Okay, yeah. Here's what I'm, I'm going to get into: how to help that person. The best way, in my mind. To help that person or any person is one, just listen. Listen first and foremost, just listen. Two, don't try to belittle it. Don't don't say, oh well you can overcome it like this, or oh, you can do this, or oh you can do that. Oh, it's gonna be okay. Because it's it's a lot of times it's not okay. And it's okay to not be okay. Um some other things you could do is just you know, encourage them to join groups like NAMI or reach out to other things. You don't, like I said, you don't have to be super educated in it to know what the signs are. And you don't have to be super educated to know how to just at least be there and be supportive. Getting angry and saying, like, you're not supposed to talk about it. You're not supposed to do this. That's what is called a stigma, which every mental health organization has been ending or trying to end now here's my problem with a lot of mental health organizations and uh, especially our local one is it's great it's a great idea they do great things but you're not going to be able to reach out to the younger people because this is becoming mental health we're seeing more and more in a young age Um, i think social media can have something to do with that a lot i don't know who knows maybe better technology just I don't know, but using even words like stigma, that who the hell knows what stigma means? Yeah, you, you're 161. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but um, I'm just significantly yeah, you're just older significantly than you. older than me. But you know, st- I, what I would like to see done in the mental health field is not marketing, but um, showing. Showing a, a way for the younger generation to feel comfortable with reaching out. If you have, you know, there's just not enough young blood in mental health right now. And it can be hard. You know, it can be very, very hard for somebody who's 16 to reach out to somebody who is 65. Like, how are you going to relate to what I'm talking about? I think we have that problem in the entire mental health, mental health field anyway. So many people going to medical school because they want to go to medical school and they become a psychiatrist and they learn. This is the best way I explain it is so people who don't understand mental health are generally people who see black and white. Um, I have lived in the gray area and I think we run into that issue with a lot of psychiatrists is they're aware of the gray, but they don't have a single clue what is in there. Like they, they know that that's a thing, but they don't, they don't have any idea what really lies inside that gray area. And I just don't, I don't know. I just, I want to see more done with our, mental health organizations especially with nami nami is so great and it's such a great idea in theory and they've been doing it forever but 
the lack of promotion for events, the lack of the lack of young blood. I mean, I think that's what it comes down to is the lack of young blood. And that's it's not a knock on Nami, it's not a it's not anything like that. It's a knock on the mental health organization overall. Um I and but like you know, it's not Nami's responsibility necessarily, or any mental health organization necessarily. Most it all starts at home, and it starts with the people around you, and it starts with the people who love you and you love them. And there's nothing worse I can say from experience when there is someone you love who belittles or puts down your mental health and doesn't recognize it as something that's very real. Because why would I choose it? You know. Why would anybody choose it? Who's choosing to lay in bed at night not not having a clue, you know? I've laid in bed next to my wife and my baby. It's the happiest thing in the world, but I still feel like I don't belong there. I feel like I'm not supposed to be there. Like, I never feel like I'm in the right place. And why would I choose that? Why would anybody choose it? I don't know if it comes down to ignorance for or if it's uh wanting to not admit it not admit it cuz then it would be real but it's very real there's kids you know kids that are committing suicide and we're not doing enough to help we're not doing enough to reach out we're spending all this goddamn time trying to tell kids jewels are bad don't use jewels we we spend all this time doing stupid shit like that for kids why not take some of that effort or take that effort, take that same effort, and you know, say, hey, here's this hotline if you're feeling down. Or, hey, here's some resources if you're feeling this. Hey, here's a website for this. For anything. And it doesn't even have to be for mental health. But we spend so much time. And the saddest part is it, it's shown, I think, with the older generation as a sign of weakness. I think they see it as weakness. And I think... Um, a lot of times you see it with kids too. Like, you know, people my age say, oh, people nowadays are so soft. And I was like, you're the same age. What do you mean they're so soft? Um, so I think, you know, a lot of those same um, ideas are passed down. And so all it does is just create more and more ignorance. That's what it is. It creates more and more ignorance. And I just hope that someday in the near future, or just any time that we can rec- start recognizing all of this as something that is real, something that's there, something that people every single day are dealing with. And I, you know, I guess that's another thing for people who are suffering from it is you're not alone and it seems like you are alone. And I guess I'm going to turn to that here is, you know, what to say, you know, my message to the people that might hear this that are dealing with it is like I said, you are not you're not alone. Um, what you can do for yourself is reach out to the right people. Um, study up yourself. Try to understand the most you can about it. You're not ever going to fully understand. I've dealt with it forever, done all the research, joined every group, and I still don't fully understand it. Um, and I know, I know the feeling. I know that out of body experience feeling. And it's terrifying. But, and I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and give you that bullshit too where it's like, but you'll get through it. You're strong. It's mind over matter and this. I'm not going to give you that bullshit. 
I'm not going to tell you that it is going to be okay because I can't promise you it's going to be okay. I don't know if it's going to be okay. Does anybody? Do you? No. None of us know if it's going to be okay. But what I can tell you is if you want to seek the help, you can get it. And sometimes it sucks. Sometimes it takes forever to get that help. And that can be so terrifying and scary. And quite honestly, it's asinine that it's that way. But I just strongly encourage you guys to find what makes you happy. Do whatever the hell makes you happy. If if there's something that's causing, like, you know, you know the trigger. We use that word all the time in the mental health. The trigger. What's the trigger? Um, find what that trigger is and just stop it. The, fuck the repercussions. Sorry for using the F word, but fuck the repercussions. Fuck what comes with it. If it not, uh, okay, let me rephrase that. Not fuck the repercussions, but within reason. Like, hey, you know, don't run off from your family or nothing like that. Yeah, but, if if chopping up the neighbor yeah. would make you happy, don't do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what I mean, like, say you feel bad at your job or say you feel bad with your major or anything like that. Just stop it. Change it, you know. Worry about the money after, you know. Worry about this after. Worry about that after. If you're getting to the point where you are suicidal and this is, you just can't handle this anymore, whatever it is you're doing, whether it's your work, your school, anything, it is not as important as your life. I promise you it is not. People might tell you, oh, well, you got to work this much and work, make this much money and do this. That's bullshit. Don't listen to them. That's a fucking lie. You – I just want – I can't, I can't. I don't even know how to put it in words. I just lost my train of thought because I got to thinking about something that made me so mad. You're just you're not alone, and I I hope that you can get educated. I hope that the people surrounding you and your support system do the same. I just I don't know. It's it's so scary, especially. You know, I can't really speak to people who are schizophrenic or people with PTSD, but I'm assuming it's probably a similar... Well, schizophrenia is a little different. But, like, all those PTSD, anxiety, depression, all those, anything that allows your mood to change like that, it essentially is the same premise. And a lot of it you can go about the same way. Um, and I just, I encourage you to find that way that works for you. And sometimes that way is medicine, sometimes it's therapy, sometimes it's a combination of all of it. Um, uh, A lot of people in the mental health field don't like saying this, but I stand by this, and I will always say it, is be very weary of your medicine. Um, uh, Educate yourself on what you're taking, and uh, find your diagnosis, and make sure that that medicine's not going to mess with it. Um, be careful with SSRIs, you know, I mean, this is something that if you do get an SSRI, be very close with your doctor and in contact with your doctor about how you're reacting. Uh, if you're starting to like not take it anymore, if you want to start coming off of it, do something like that. You've got to talk to your doctor because you're going to be in a much worse spot than you were. Cause basically, you know, I'm not, I'm not a pharmacist or doctor or anything like that. But SSRIs, your brain produces serotonin, and when 
you take SSRIs, you're forcing serotonin into the brain, and so then the brain quits producing it itself. So as much. When you stop taking your SSRI cold turkey, and that's your Zolofts and your Lexapros and your Prozacs, when you stop taking those cold turkey, what happens is your brain has become used to not producing as much of it. So now you're in a worse spot than before you were even prescribed it. So be careful with that. Be very careful with benzos. That shit's killing people, man. There's Xanax and uh, what's that on? Klonopin or whatever. Be wary. Be careful. And parents, if you have kids and their doctor wants to prescribe them that, uh, ask if there's another way you could go. It would be my advice. That's so dangerous and causes such a it can cause such an addiction and it's bad I don't love it and antihistamines are just they're antihistamines you're saying be confident in your doctor yes be confident in your doctor yes thank you Don you basically got what I that's the whole moral base you're not saying ignore your doctor you're saying find a doctor that that you're you're confident confident in in. and trust them and do your own research (laughs) yes they're the doctor but also know what you're talking about too like, don't just always take your doctor's word for it. Don't just be like... You get a better experience than a mechanic yes. if you know something about engines. Yes. Yes. You know that you're going to find the right one if you're educated. Because yeah. I've had some bad psychiatrists. Bad ones. Before I knew shit. And it's... I'm happy now that I have a good one. And before we go too far, I do want to say, um, kids, jewels are bad for you. <laughs> All right. Yes, jewels are bad for I'm you. I'm going to hand this back over to you. Jewels are bad for you, yes. Vaping's bad for you, smoking's bad for you, dipping is bad for you, drinking is bad for you, it's all bad for you. But, you know, if I see a 17-year-old kid with a jewel in his mouth, I'm much less concerned than a 17-year-old bipolar kid. Much less concerned. Um, so, yeah, you know, that's that's a lot of it. I just wish... I wish I would have been more prepared, and maybe I'll do this next time, is find one specific thing. One specific thing that I want to talk about that day, whether it's anxiety or bipolar or depression or anything. Because I, especially with anxiety, I think that one hits people so much, and they don't realize it. But, I mean, they realize it, but they just think they're sad, and they don't realize that something's actually there. Especially really severe anxiety, where it's people who are just born differently, and they're just anxious all the time, and they were from a young age. Um, the right ways to go about that, because that can be so scary. I mean, I, I can't say right ways, because I think it's kind of subjective. I don't think there is a one specific way to go about anything in the mental health field. It's all very subjective. You can... I mean, what works for me might not work for you. What I done might not be what you would have done. And, um, yeah. Anxiety is such a tough one. Because you just, they're like, oh, well, you have a pretty wife and a beautiful baby. And you, had a good, you have a good job. You have this. What do you have to be down about? It's, or worried about or anything like that. It's so much deeper than that. It's not just that. It goes so much deeper why would you ask them that question? Do you think they really understand? No. I didn't understand why I was making $22 an hour, have a beautiful baby and a beautiful wife, and I was doing great, and I still wasn't right. 
I still wasn't there. I still wasn't happy. I was still scared. I still felt lost. I still felt stuck. I don't know why. I mean, I, trust me, if it was up to me, I wouldn't. I would choose not to if I had a choice. But I can't just stop it. I can't just pray it away. I can't just overcome it. I can't just do this, do that. It doesn't work that way. It's something far beyond what the regular person understands. It's far beyond what most people understand. We know so little about mental health. So, so little. And it's it's quite frustrating. It's not taken... And I think that's because, one, it's not taken seriously. Two, there's just not enough people out there doing it. And three, it's, it gets such a negative reaction from people who aren't. And quite frankly, they're all bullshit. They're all a lie. There's no reason you should have a negative reaction. There's no reason that we don't... There shouldn't be a reason that we don't have enough. And there's... I don't, I don't even remember what number one was. But I guess the moral of that is just... I don't know. I lost my train of thought completely. You want me to jump in? Yeah, what What was I saying? Um, you're... I don't remember. I don't either. Um, That's okay. Let me ask you this. Okay. Yeah. You were talking about... You've been talking a lot about, uh, or two people who might have mental illness. To the people who don't have mental illness, what are some of the things you would say to say to the person or not to say to the person? Like, uh, if you were describing something to me that you're going through, probably a bad thing to do would be, oh, I understand, it's just like when I... Yeah, that's not that's that's one of the ones. Um, another one is trying trying to relate it to yourself when you don't know exactly what they're going yeah. through. Probably is not a good thing. Yeah, that's a big one. Another big one is, oh well, just don't like you know, just try to think differently. Think yeah, about you, good things. Yeah, you covered that. Just like yeah. you, it's in, it's in your brain, so obviously your brain can fix it. Just fix it. Yeah. Okay? If you're thinking wrong thoughts, just don't think those thoughts. Yeah. That's um, obvious. Don't jump all over them. Don't start screaming and yelling at them and freaking out on them. Well, no. If 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 what you say, uh, if it a lot of mental illness is trauma induced or a, a good portion of it, if it's trauma induced mental illness, yeah. adding the anger or the yelling on top of that is not fixing the trauma. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. In fact, it might be reinforcing it. Yeah, most of the time it is trauma-related. I'm a different case where I was just born that way. Uh, I had a great childhood, great family, great everything. I was a little mean to you. (laughs) Yeah, enough to cost (laughs) Yeah, we always talk about how – now here's the problem. You're talking about mental illness and and trauma-related, and you're saying, oh, no, I had a happy childhood. People can go back on this podcast and hear you say that I showed you my dick. (laughs) <laughs> well, this is also a comedy podcast where we joke about things like that. Yes. But. So whose dick was it? <laughs> uh, my neighbor's. All right. No, we'll, we'll go back. to. I'm sorry. I my busted neighbor, back. Uh, my neighbor, uh, Chad. I busted back into our regular scheduled programming. <laughs> we'll, of, we'll take you back to <laughs> Eric's. Speaking of my neighbor, Chad, I was telling dad about Theo Vaughn's like cinnamon in the hand thing. Yeah. Thing it. He was laughing so hard. But um, anyway. We'll get back to your your thing. This is your thing. I, I busted back no, into that, it. I'm good. sorry. It, it allowed me to get out of that little space. I was getting a little. 
wound up into yeah, too frustrated too because some i think that that's i that happens to me sometimes well but, that's what i was concerned about when you said you want to try one and that you thought you could just fill a half an hour i was thinking that you might not have that pressure release valve yeah. of talking to somebody if you were just talking to yourself basically mm-hmm. talk to a microphone you wouldn't have that what back and forth going back to things that you can do sure um i think that's more important um you want like i said at the beginning of this you can just listen that goes so much farther than you realize all, uh, all too often we have people that want to be able to give an answer like when most of the time all i want is just you to listen i don't want you to listen to respond i just want you to, to listen and you don't want somebody to fix it yeah um me, or offer solutions, yeah. Me, personally, one of my biggest ones that I hate is, well, you need to find God, and that'll take care of it. I don't care how religious... Motherfucker, if you found God, you would have no problems. Yeah, of course. Because first off, that would mean God was real. Mm-hmm. Second off, you just proven God. You are sick. Yeah, if I found him. Like, you, oh, like, oh, he was hiding out behind the Walmart down on Duquesne. <laughs> motherfucker, I threw a rock at him. <laughs> Yeah, I found God. He was hanging out behind the... Uh, he actually found him in the old Atwoods building down there. <laughs> but um, that's one of the ones that kind of gets to me because... Don't you think if it was as easy as saying a prayer, everybody would do it? It's That's not that's not helpful. No, but you have to take it from... It could it be from, for some people. You, you have to take it from their perspective. A lot of people find meaning in religion. Mm-hmm. And... They, since they have found that for themselves, they think it's the solution for somebody else. Yeah, and they, you know, th- and I think that's a lot of the problem with mental health and religion. I think they should not go together at all. I think they should be completely separate. Mm-hmm. Um, because, well, like you said earlier, there's not one solution to mental yeah. health. Religion demands that there's that o- only one, one solution. solution for everything. Yes. So and I and I don't just mean that for Christians. I mean that for everybody that's religious, or in any religion. Yep. There, there's not. Uh, don't try to push that on that person. I know you might be uh, saying that silly stuff that, like, uh, any religious person is like, "Oh, I have a calling," or I hear him telling me to tell you this. Don't just keep it to yourself. Just listen to them. If you're trying to help somebody with mental illness and you're telling them that you're hearing voices, (laughs) maybe you ought to go to some meetings with them. Yeah, you might come with me. (laughs) Um, Another great thing you can do. Head over to to a NAMI meeting. I almost said head over to a NAMBLA meeting. (laughs) What is the difference between NAMI and NAMBLA? What's NAMBLA? Isn't that the one where they... the Old men and the young boys love association. Bro, I don't know, but that sounds like there's going to be a lot of mental health coming out of there 20 <laughs> years from now. <laughs> um, yeah. A big thing you can do, too, is uh, encourage them like to or sit down with them and like maybe say, like, okay, now write out what you're thankful for. Write out some of your goals. Do things like that um, with them, like an activity just that can clear their mind a little bit. So then they can kind of start to come out a little bit, you know, kind of boom, boom, boom. And then it seems all right. It, it's not that helpful, but it's just something. 
basically all you have to do to help somebody with mental illness is not do all the bad shit I said. Don't do any of that and you're helping more than you can ever realize. Even if you think, oh, I'm not helping, you're helping. And even if you ultimately fail, you are still helping. Yeah, exactly. Don't think of it as like a pass or a fail thing. Like, Just think of it as literally just helping. See, you're approaching it from a person who uh, experiences it. I'm approaching it from someone who has a relative who experiences it. And from the other side, it's like you try to help, you try to help, and if you fail in helping them, and you're just like, what could I have done differently? It's like you, you, anything you did differently may have made it worse. Yeah, well, you know, don't leave any doubt, you know. Don't think, I'll actually have to go find this. Don't, I'm not, not don't leave any doubt, but don't feel bad. Like, feel like, well, I reached out and I helped. You know, um, this is what I'm going to show. So this is suicide versus suicidal. And this right here, all this, this is my biggest pet peeve in mental health overall. I have a few small ones like using the word stigma when, yes, it's been a staple word pretty much for mental health. But it's such a it's a more complex word that. What it's... would you use? <sighs> how how do you how would you define the word stigma? Well, what a, what would be synonymous with stigma? I don't know. A stigma is something that is a a bad association. Yeah, it's like a like a dis- like a marker disgrace or yes, yeah. Like it's, there's a like yeah. To be stigmatized, it's it's you are basically outcast because of this trait. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. What would be a cinnamon? Cinnamon. <laughs> cinnamon? Lick the cinnamon Synonym. off the hand. You want me to lick the cinnamon off your hands? <laughs> Synonym. I don't know. Shame? Shame. Something like that. Yeah. Um, something that somebody can actually get behind. Because stigma doesn't seem like it's a bad word, you know? And it's a word that, especially when you're trying to encourage younger people to open up about their mental health, they're not going to be saying words like stigma. Right. Okay, so go back to your suicide versus suicide. So this is my biggest my biggest thing. So suicide is considered a tragedy. Suicidal is considered attention-seeking. Suicide, everyone is present. Suicidal, everyone tries to avoid them. Suicide, everyone feels bad. Suicidal, everyone feels irritated. Suicide, everyone wishes they saw the signs. Suicidal, everyone pretends the problem isn't there and dismisses them. Suicide, everyone wishes they hadn't done it. Suicidal, no one believes they'll ever do it. That is the most true thing to me in mental health. Because, we're, yes, all of it sucks. The pain from anxiety, the pain from the depression, PTSD, all of it, bipolar, whatever it is, it sucks. But it all leads to one of the, it leads to the same place. It's the end game. It's suicide. If we, if you didn't help out much leading up to that point, or you didn't know, or you're, you're someone in your life is suicidal, remember what I just said. Treat it the same way as if they did do it. Feel that same way. Feel like it's not, like, don't dismiss the problem. Don't say that you wish you saw the signs. Don't get irritated. Do all the opposite. Do the opposite. Be there. Actually see the signs. 
don't dismiss the problems. And I think we see that way too many times is like somebody like, you know, you're all over somebody who's suicidal and like, okay, we'll just do this or just don't do that or just don't do this. And then when they do it, be like, damn, I wish I saw the signs. Like, mm-hmm. That's so moronic to and me. Think about the list you just gave. Suicidal was attention seeking. Yeah. And so your first reaction is somebody suicidal. They're attention seeking. So what do you do? You don't give them the attention that they're wanting. It's like, okay, because that's a judgment you're making. But that person does need attention if they're going to commit suicide. They need attention. They need immediate. They need something to be done. And so, by the way, but it's your prejudice that is making you say, "Ah, they want it. I'm not giving it to them." By the way, with suicide, always take it serious. There's somebody close to you that that mentions it. Take it serious. First step, first things first, ask them how they're going to do it. It's a tough question. It's probably the toughest question you're ever going to have to ask, but ask them how they're going to do it. If they tell you a game plan right there, instant red flag. Lock them up. Lock them up. Not lock them up, but wrap them up. Don't let them, don't let them move. Get a crate. Get a crate. Get a crate, get, get a crate some hammers, and some nails. Maybe a screw gun. Maybe a few big <laughs> and some duct tape. Some duct tape, some padlocks, a screw gun. No, no. But you get what I'm but, saying. Like, yeah. Um, because if they do it isn't say set it, right them, there, it isn't set them free. Just yeah. say okay, I'll check up on them next week. Yeah. Right then, you need to basically pull them in closer. Plan, if you have, if they have a real game plan, then you know that attention seeking is the last thing. Mm-hmm. They are one hundred percent serious, and which whether they are or not, always take it serious. Always take it serious because eat. Here's the thing: if they aren't serious, good. Good. Yeah. yeah. Guess what? Um, they're not going to die. Yeah. If they are serious, guess what? You might stop them from dying. Where's the downside? It's a win-win. Yes. I don't. I don't know. But it comes down to that list that you had: suicidal is attention seeking, and the first reaction when somebody's seeking attention—that's is—it's kind of like a, a child wanting your just seeking attention. Oh, they're just seeking attention, so don't give it to them because that's what they're doing. That's the – and, you know, most times kids, there's annoying little brats who just – they're trying to get your attention yeah. and you ignore them. But guess what? This isn't a child. Yeah. We're, we're not talking about – sometimes it could be, but we're, we're not talking about that type of yeah, we're not yelling and stuff. Like that. We're talking about something that's serious. Very serious. Stigma, a mark of disgrace associated with a particular circumstance, quality, or person – uh, synonyms would be shame, disgrace, dishonor, stain, taint, blot, blemish, brand, mark, slur, or smirch. Which one of those would you like to uh, use instead of? I like stain. Stain? I like stain because, um, well, I like stain and shame because one, they're, they're two words that you can understand that are easily understood. Okay. Um, they're words that you can you can m- not market, but like do promotional things, fundraisers and things around those words. Like they have because they talk about the stigma associated with mental health. Instead of saying that, talk about the shame associated with mental yeah. health. You're th- you're thinking just change it to a word that is more common that people would know what you're talking about. 
yes. that there should not be any shame associated with mental health. Instead, there shouldn't be a stigma. Yeah, because stigma, because really, if you say there shouldn't be a stigma associated with mental health, that slides off a lot of people because they just won't catch the word. Yeah, but if they say there should be no shame, everybody knows what shame is. Yeah, there should be no shame in mental health issues. Yeah, that's such a big problem to me. It doesn't I like shame. Seem, I like it. It doesn't seem like it's that big of a problem to other people in the field, but I, in my mind, it is because I have been that kid. I have been that kid, and go, like you know, going to fundraiser stuff, being like, I don't know what the fuck stigma means. And you thought it was that crusty stuff on your penis, right? Yeah, I thought that's I thought smegma. Smegma. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, stigma way too close to smegma. Stigma <laughs> is way too close to smegma. Yeah. <laughs> The stigma the around smegma. The sm- there is a stigma around smegma. People don't like it when you show up with too much smegma. They want just the right amount of smegma. <laughs> All right, I'll shut up. Uh, um, yeah, man. All right, you're at 37 minutes. Let's wrap it up. So how would you like to wrap this one up? This is yours. I'm just saying, I'm just All letting right. you know what time it is. Um, first and foremost, do the right thing. Help out. Take what I just said. Don't take it as gospel, but take what I said and just try it. If there's somebody, if there's somebody close to you, or you know somebody with mental health issues, try it. Um, if uh, don't do the bad shit, do the good shit, and uh, study up, educate yourself. And uh, people who do suffer like me, we're survivors. We're tough. Don't ever think it's weakness. Don't ever, ever think it's weakness because if you're still alive and you've been dealing with it, then you're stronger than most people I know. So um, I will see you guys next week. And next week we'll be coming at you back with some more comedy, some more funny stuff. Next week we're going to talk about uh, Thrones ending. We're going to talk about whatever awesome shit happens that week that we find funny. Find us on Twitter at 3 Drink Minimum, Instagram at 3 Drink Minimum. Like, subscribe, and download on iTunes or Podbean. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.